Good morning everybody, it's Wednesday which means it's the hump day of the first week of the challenge. Um, a very different day for many of you to be honest, some of you will be feeling awesome, some of you will be feeling like oh my god it's already Wednesday, I've done nothing. Some of you will be like man I'm doing some bits. Just remember that something is better than nothing of course. Perfect, perfectionism doesn't exist, so being perfect doesn't exist. Um, I saw a comment in the group about um, just doing a 20 minute workout and realising that there was such a perfectionist that they thought they'd have to do it all so because they couldn't do it all there's no point starting right? it's one of the biggest barriers we've got to get over that um, but today I want to share some book notes I've got from the book how to think like a Roman Emperor the stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius so this is just kind of like stoicism is an ancient philosophy it's very practical Donald Robertson is a psychotherapist uh, a best-selling author CBT uh, therapist he, he's, he's trained a lot of therapists as well so he's written this book with a lot of research and how the ancients used to use essentially modern day therapy but without you know the full-on therapy sessions they did the kind of self-therapy right so I'm gonna go through some notes and maybe explain some stuff um, and then maybe it will help trigger some thoughts about you um, let's start with anxiety and depression equal the wrong values um, is what he's saying in one part it's like a lot of our anxiety comes from potentially putting a lot of value in other people's opinions of us or external events um, how things go as opposed to what what's in our control um, depression is a more complicated thing but essentially you know it's the same thing like I'm really shit my life sucks right now I hate it so much and you value maybe your life on maybe money or being lean and shredded and actually that's not where the value should be in life and maybe you've got the wrong values there you know those are important things and he mentions that emotions are determined by our beliefs um, could you feel a certain emotion if you didn't have a word for it is the question to ask yourself don't know the answer to this it's a very complicated question but d could you I suppose you take away the word of of, of um, envy and maybe you still feel the envy but there's no label to explain it but our emotions typically come from our words about the situation so you feel something and then the words come in which is thought and then we explain it in our head and then that cracks on into an emotion so feel into an emotion right so the stoics believe that virtue so living a virtuous life so a life of wisdom a life of courage a life of moderation and a life of doing the right thing that's its own reward there is nothing after that that needs to be done like if i were to see someone on the street struggling with their shopping and the, the bag fell on the floor i'd go and pick her up and help them and then cross the street i wouldn't post on social media i wouldn't ask them for ask them to thank me I wouldn't ask for money nothing the goodness is doing the the deed right same with self-control if I'm self if I'm having self-control with my eating in a buffet or at a festival or whatever that is the reward the reward isn't will I get leaner from self-control will I have this and that no this the reward is the self-control itself right so this is what you need to do and if you can do this you're gonna get a sense of fulfillment you're gonna get a sense of achievement and it's all within your power all of this is within your power remember that it's always in your power these things nothing outside the power is even thought about well it is thought about but not pursued right so to live a rational life we need to look at this way am i being moderate right now yeah okay that's its own reward brilliant you know am i being wise right now thinking things yes yeah, that's it brilliant i've done the wise and i thought things through a b is this influenced by my conditioning is this am i angry right now all that type of stuff right so the virtue essentially excellence of character that is the reward for you to be the best type of person you can be 
that's enough. You don't need the titles, the fame, the money, the prestige. Then you're not doing it for his own good. You're doing it for a game that's outside of your control. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? Okay, so... The appearance of wisdom, therefore, become more important to many Romans than wisdom itself. Same as today, people would prefer to look rich, prefer to look like readers, and prefer to be healthy. Okay? Is this you? Are you going to the gym once a week, taking a selfie, thinking I'm in a class, I'm, all, I'm awesome, share it about? You know, do you have to take a picture every time you do a workout, every time you do a walk, every time you eat well? If that's the case, then are you doing it for you, or are you doing it for other people? If you're always going out with your friends and you have to take photos, who are you doing it for? You know, there's a balance between it. Of course you want photos of your friends and stuff, it's memories, but there's a step too far where it becomes actually in like a problem, right? So look at this, look at yourself and let me know the answer. Um, so let's have a look here. Okay, decatastrophizing on the other hand has been described as going from what if to so what? So what if such and such happens? It's not the end of the world. I can deal with it. Acropinus was truly a master decatastrophizer. De he would reframe every hardship as an opportunity to cope by exercising wisdom and strength of character. How can I turn this challenge in front of me into an opportunity, you ask yourself? How can I turn this thing? What if, like, oh, what if that happens? What if that happens? I oh, saw so what if it does happen? Like, what if this weekend, Scoff, I just eat everything and drink and get wrecked? I saw what? Learn from it. Journal it. What happened leading up to it? How do you feel in between? What do you feel on Sunday? Journal it all. So what? Now I'll do that. Next time, I might be more amped. Next time, I'll go with tools and a plan, like a battle. You know, <laughs> basically, see a weekend out as a battle, as a formation, right? I'm going to go out. Uh, people are going to ask me to, to drink a lot. Then they're going to give me shots. People are going to do other stuff. People are going to do this and that. People are going to ask me to stay out till 3 a.m., la, la, right? You know, if you foresee it all happening, you can have a plan for it all. You know, a lot of people do this. You know, if you want to control what you're drinking and you don't want to drink alcohol anymore, you go and get the rounds. You have the water or the, 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 the diet coke. They won't know. They won't have a clue. They don't care. They're wrecked at that point. Okay? So anytime like you do, you don't want to kind of get them miffed that you're not drinking or whatever, which happens a lot in the UK. You just go and get the drinks and they won't even ask. As long as it looks like a drink, put a lemon in there. Happy days. Right? So here's the main thing about Stoicism. You can start training yourself in the stoic practice of objective representation right now by writing down a description of an upsetting or problematic event in plain language. Phrase things as accurately as possible and view them from a more philosophical perspective with studied indifference. It's not things that upset us, but our judgments about things. He recommended explaining this to clients using the analogy of coloured glasses. We could look at the world through a positive rose-tinted glasses or sad blue ones and just assume that we see is how things are. The Stoics taught Marcus that anger is nothing but temporary madness and that his consequences are often uh, irreparable and in, case of, uh, in the case of a slave's eye. Out on open water, their boat was caught in a fresh... Uh, this is a story. Out on open water, their boat was caught in a storm which lasted almost the whole night. The passengers feared for their lives as they struggled to man the pumps and keep themselves from drowning in the shipwreck. Gallius noticed that the great stoic teacher had turned as white as a sheet and shared the same anxious expression as the rest of the passengers. However, the philosopher alone remained silent instead of crying out in terror at his predicament. 
Once the sea and sky calmed, as they were approaching the destination, Gallius gently inquired uh, to the Stoic as why he looked almost as fearful as the others did during the storm. He could see that Gallius was sincere and courteously answered that the founders of Stoicism taught how people facing such dangers naturally and inevitably experience a short-lived stage of fear. He then reached into his satchel and produced the fifth book of Epictetus' Discourses. Today only the first, fo first four books of the Discourses survive, although Marcus appears to have read the Lost Discourses of Epictetus. So that's a case of like, even when you think you've mastered nutrition and training and mindset, whatever, you think you've got to a certain stage, you will feel fear, you will feel, you will get angry, all this type of stuff will happen, no matter how much self-development or self-awareness you do. It's not, it's about not catastrophizing those things. It's like, okay, something bad's happened, do I have to now go and moan about it for two hours? Like for example, you have a rough weekend on Monday, do you want to keep moaning about the weekend, boring people to death? Oh, I can't believe I ate so much. I don't. We don't care. Crack on today. What are you doing today? Stop catastrophizing stuff that really doesn't matter. Like, well, let's show up today. That's gone now. Do you know what I mean? Get on with it. That's what you're gonna have leading up to this weekend. I don't want you have an anxiety. But what if they? What if do us? Well, what if you do? Just explain it in simple terms. Full stop. End of. Crack on. Right. That's that's the, what you need to be think, thinking about. And I'm going to finish this podcast with the, the, the essentially the three stages of impressions. I mentioned this briefly yesterday, but I want to explain it a bit more. Um, so an impression could be anything like a, a sudden sound, building collapsing, a sudden cry of danger. A lot of stuff can trigger it, right? So the first stage is the initial impressions. You have an automatic, impo automatically impose themselves on your mind, including thoughts and emergent feelings. These are called proto-passions by the Stoics. So for example, the impression the boat is sinking would quite naturally evoke some initial anxiety. Then you've got the second stage. The majority of people, like those on the boat, would agree with the original impression, go along with it, and add more judgments, including catastrophizing thinking. In contrast, the Stoics, like the unnamed philosopher in the story, have learned to take a step back from their initial thoughts and feelings and withhold their assent from them. So withhold going towards them and agreeing with them. They might do this by saying to themselves, you are just an impression and not all the things you claim to represent, or it is not things that upset us, but our judgments about them. The boat is sinking, but you might make it ashore. Even if you don't, panicking won't help. Responding calmly and with courage is more important. That's why you'd praise other people for doing it if you face the same situation. Third stage, on the other hand, if you have assented to the impressions, you've agreed with it, oh my God, shit, my life's over. You agree with that. Right, it's really bad, then you catastrophize and you have a full-blown passion, which is a full-blown emotional spiral, right? So when this happens, you're then out of control because you are in an angry state. You're in a really flipped out state. You'll do this on weekends or after you've eaten a meal you're not happy with. You go and have a pizza or something. You go, why did I eat it? I fucking hate myself. Why am I doing it? Scott, why am I doing this? Why am I such a pig? Why? What is wrong with me? Do you know what I mean? We've all done it. And then that evokes even a more, a bigger emotional reaction, a full-blown passion, a full-blown catastrophizing. And what are we going to do when we're stressed? Well, bad news, human beings. When you're always stressing yourself out, day to day, all the time, we then turn to high-fat, high-sugar, high-salt foods because we want to escape that feeling and we want to reduce the stress by eating those lovely, delicious foods that are going to release some dopamine in our system. Right? So we've got to be very careful of turning this this response on this catastrophizing button it is dangerous for us not only 
Is it going to cause you to do behaviors you don't want to do? The stress response itself, which I'll cover in maybe week two or three of the science behind it, is like taking a car and driving it around every corner at maximum speed and screeching the tires every single corner when there's no need for it, right? So you think every corner is a crazy corner. You're like, oh, screech, screech, screech. Tires getting worn out, the car's getting smashed a bit, you're hitting a corner. And then you've got to recover and you've got to, then you've lost the tread, you've lost a lot of stuff, you've lost a lot of energy and you've got to recoup that, right? So it's kind of like a all out response to survive, if you think of it that way. And if you keep pushing that on, guys, right, what happens as well is your, um, God, I've lost the word for it. Your immune system. So your immune system on an on a initial stressor. So, for example, like something happens and I'm scared, stressed, I need to survive. My immune system goes up because I'm in like fight or flight mode. I'm in like, I need to survive right now. If you turn around all the time, your, your immune system actually drops below baseline by quite a lot. So you find you get, you get ill easier. You know, people develop stomach ulcers over time. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this stage. So we've got to be very, we have to take this lesson by the Stoics. Very important. It's like they knew about this stress response, whatever you want to call it before we even had words for these things, before we understood what was happening biologically. So our goal today is to remain calm and still. No matter what comes at us, even if I do have a Five Guys burger today and my calories are gone, I'm not gonna catastrophize, I'm not gonna f go crazy about it. I'm gonna say, I had a Five Guys with crisps, with chips, gone over my calorie allowance, full stop. Okay, that's how we need to deal with things. We need to stay still and calm because those are the people that go through life they're healthier, they're happier, they're more in tune with their emotions and body, they're nicer to be around, their energy's nice and chill, they're, they're open to nice conversation from both sides, not ready, you're not always in a state of, Ugh. do you know what I mean? We need to be still today. So that's your lesson, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, maybe you didn't, who knows. Um, we'll talk more about the Stoics and uh, the CBT and all that stuff, but have a good day guys, stay still, and I'll speak to you all soon. <laughs>